right? We're going to be in first, or I'm sorry, John, the book of John. The book of John. Tell you what, if you're here and you're not saved, there was a, a preacher. Uh, his main ministry was to reach the lost church members. There are many people in churches that are not saved. They could be going, I've heard of. Uh, Everybody knows, I believe it was the Thren family. Everybody knows the Thren family? They went to a little church, and there was only, it was a little country church. Uh, Only a few people there, maybe 12, between 12 and 20 people. And the Lord was burdening him just to give the simple gospel message. And he was fighting with it for a little bit, Uh, you know, because you always want to give this, like, outstanding message, you know. And uh, he said, you know what, I'm just going to give in to the Spirit of the Lord and preach the simple, most simplest gospel message. And so he did. And you know, about 80% of the people there got saved. They were almost all lost. Why? Because they were, you can get caught up in religion and works, and it has nothing to do with your heart. Listen, salvation is an act of God. Upon an individual has nothing to do with you. It's as if you are drowning in the ocean with nobody else around, no ship, no, no one to rescue. And the Lord Jesus Christ, as a lifeguard comes, will thou be saved? Yes. And he pulls you up out of the water, realizing you can't swim, that's your works, realizing you can't do anything else but be saved. And once you're saved, you're saved forever. You can't lose that which you have not been able to obtain. Amen? Salvation is a gift. And the Bible says the gifts and and callings of God are without repentance. He never takes it back. It's an act of God upon an individual. He saves your soul. He doesn't give you temporal life. He gives you eternal life. Amen? And it's not based on your works or deeds or merits or performance. He saves you because you are a sinner. And now he wants to uh, help you along that way. The only thing that grows quick is a weed. Right? I don't expect people to grow quick. I like to see people grow strong. I like to see the Lord working on hearts. You know, so-and-so, he drinks. You know, so-and-so, he... Time. Why don't you go and help water him versus trying to weed whack him? Amen? Let people grow. Let people grow and get strengthened in the Lord. And just because you were able to put down some things doesn't mean you grew. You just got more grace to do some things. Because God may have you grow in different areas, which you're not growing in. Amen? We all grow together as a church. That's the beauty of a church. Growing together, encouraging each other. Uh, one spirit, one goal, 
uh, bought by the blood of Christ. Amen. If you're not saved, get, make this day the day that you get saved. Don't leave here without getting saved. Even if you've been coming here since the beginning, if, you're, if you have any doubts you're not saved, just get saved. Make sure of it. When you stand before the Lord, it's going to be you and him. Well, I won't be there. Many will say in that day, Lord, I've done some great things in your name. He's going to say, depart from me. I never knew you. Many will say that. Many. Don't be one of those many. Be one of the few that get into the straight and narrow. Amen. Few there it be that, that find that way, the Bible says. Uh, when you find it, John chapter 1, stand with me. We're going to read a few verses here. John chapter 1, the Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow, that's some power there. He said, what is going on in this verse? Let's read it. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Darkness flees when light gets turned on. Or when light comes, darkness is gone. They don't mix. They're two different entities. You either have light or darkness. They never mix. Darkness flees. When light comes, a little bit of light. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness, uh, to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. All men, not some, all. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. And so are we. Uh, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. People say, aren't we all children of God? No. You need to get saved, then you become a child of God. Even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Let's pray. Lord, I pray you bless this message. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the word. Thank you for uh, just being with us. Meet with us at this moment. And uh, Lord, we, we turn our hearts to you. Wherever we're at in our life, it doesn't matter. A, hurt, a heart that's, first of all, Lord, a person that's not saved, what does it matter? Lord, I need to get saved. A Christian who's saved, Lord, but uh, they are, um, their heart is turned against you or away from you. Lord, what does it matter what they're doing? Lord, you just uh, desire our hearts. You desire our fellowship. You desire us. May we turn our hearts to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You may, you may be seated. In the beginning was the Word. Now, Genesis 1.1 says, in the beginning, God created. In the beginning, what was in the beginning? It was just God. There was nothing else. It was God. Now, we can't understand that. How did you get here? Well, from my parents. How did the chicken get here? Well, from an egg. Well, how did the egg get there? And so on. We have no uh, uh, 
perception about these things. But all we can know and see is that, yeah, there is a God. And it is undeniable that there is a God. There is a God. Even the, the greatest scientists who don't want to admit it, they scientifically, scientifically can prove by science and space and breaking down of the atoms that there is a God. Only the fool says there is no God. Now, people don't want to admit that there's a God. Why? Because they are accountable to him if, they, if he does exist. But you, you don't have to go too far to know God exists. You just look in your mirror. Uh, what are you saying? The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Later on, a couple of verses later, he says, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our. Who's he talking to? Let us. Sounds like he's talking with somebody, right? God is made up in three persons. The Father, the Son, and who else? The Holy Spirit of God. The Bible says in 1 John that these three are one. And all bear witness with each other. You can't have one without the other. They're all three. All three are the same. And here we have people created in God's image. Let us make man in our image. And we are made in three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. We're not like a, 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 a cow out in the meadow. That cow dies, it just dies, right? Or an insect, if it just dies, it dies. We know there is something unique and special called our soul. We know that we have a soul, and the Bible says that God giveth to every man a soul. We know that soul belongs to God. We know. Uh, you cannot deny, even if you don't want to believe in God, if you're watching this, you don't want to believe in God, you know you have a soul. That soul is accountable to God. God and the Bible says in Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created. That word God, Elohim, is plural. It means plural. God's name is plural. It's plural. Uh, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there, there are many names for God. The great I am. Uh, he told Moses, go to Pharaoh. Tell him I am sent you. What did Jesus say? He said, I am. Before Abraham was, I am. Jesus proclaimed himself as the great almighty I am. Uh, he said, this shall my name be forever. People say, well, Jehovah is the proper name of God. There are many names of God. Isaiah 9, 6, for unto us a child is born. What's it say later on? His name shall be called Wonderful. God is wonderful. Who is God to you? His name is Wonderful. Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He's a prince and the Father, and he's Almighty God. Jesus. We call him Jesus. God, Lord. He's wonderful. You need to get to know who your God is. He's everything. And before him was nothing. God was always is everything and shall be all. Amen? 
He is our all in all. He's the Alpha and the Omega. In the beginning was the Word. Now we have the Word of God. The Word of God, listen, this book here, this is why Gospel Light Baptist Church, we stand on the King James Bible. It's the only, the only English translation from the received, the original Word of God. You have any other version, and I call them versions. This is not a version. This is the Bible. Why? Because we stand on preservation. God promising that he would preserve every single word, letter, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and part of a letter, which would be like the dot on top of an I. He said not one part will even pass away. I believe that because God said he was going to do it. Therefore, we can say we have every single word. Those versions out there are just made and produced for money. That's why you can find a, a King James Bible in the dollar store, right? Because it has no copyright. You can't copyright God's word. Amen? God didn't uh, publish it and get a copyright on it. King James Bible had no copyright. Other, every other version has a copyright. Why? In order to get a copyright, you got to change a certain percentage. God says you take one word, you change one word, and my word, I'll curse you. And they have. And they have been cursed. Amen? Uh, but we have the written word of God that was sent down from heaven. And we can say, and you'll hear say, well, you know, this was a letter from Paul. But that's not the reality. We kind of say those things to help us understand uh, the picture, because God used people to deliver his word, as we read in 2 Peter. Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. But every single word that you have here is not a word of man. It's an actual word of God. Before the earth was formed, the word of God was there. Amen? And we, sometimes we don't understand it. But there is not one error. And if there was one error in this book, I would not be up here right now. If I believed that one, the letter and, was off in this book, I wouldn't be here. Why? Because this is the basis, this is the foundation of everything I believe. If I'm going to do this thing, then I'm going to do it God's way, or I'm not going to do it at all. Because in the end, I don't want to end up some weird religious person. I want the truth. And the truth sets you free. And friend, if you've never been saved, you know something's wrong inside. You need to be set free. And Christian, if, you don't, if you're not standing on God's word, you know something's off. You can only contend with yourself so long. You need to be set free. You just need to believe God's word. When it says it, just do it. Just believe it, just stand on it, you'll be set free. And Jesus said, when you're set free, you shall be free indeed. You don't have to, you're not bound by the law anymore. Uh, the Bible says that you can either be bound by sin or you're bound by all the do's and don'ts. They're both bad. I don't smoke, drink, curse, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. Well, relax. <laughs> Why aren't you happy about that? Because you're bound. I don't do those things. Well, sometimes I smoke cigars. That's, I'm lying. Uh, I don't do those things, right? But I know in my heart 
I have sin. sin. Sin grows in my flesh. But Jesus didn't save our flesh. Amen? When you got saved, he saved your soul. You don't got to save this thing. I used to have muscles and now I don't. What's going on? Listen, when G if Jesus, if you got saved and all of a sudden you perfect shape, muscular, no sickness, no disease, and I'll say, wow, maybe he did save your flesh. But he did it. He's going to let that go. And when you get to heaven, he says, I'm going to give you a new body. Amen? And some of you better be watching it. You put your faith in health. You're gonna, he's going to give you an 800-pound body up in heaven when you get there. Amen? Don't put your trust in health. Put your trust in Christ. Amen? In the beginning was the Word. That's it. In the beginning, who's the Word? We see that the Bible says the Word in verse 14, and the Word was made flesh. Flesh, actual flesh. When God came down, he was made flesh. The uniqueness was not about Mary, worshiping Mary. The uniqueness was that God himself was going to enter into a womb, not conceived by man, but conceived by a virgin, meaning untouched by man. God himself would come and be born flesh only to live the life that he did for us, to make footprints in the sand that we can walk in. When we can't see the way, we can see his footprints and say, you know what, I can get back up and keep going. We're not trying to follow in somebody else's footprints, but Christ. Amen? And then at a certain time, the Bible says, at the age of 30, he started that ministry only to become the lamb slain for our sin at that special time in history, the special time of Passover, the special time of the year of Jubilee, the special time in the place of history unlike any other time to fulfill all prophecy written that God himself would be born as Daniel spoken at a certain year, that God himself would be born at a certain place that Jeremiah said, Bethlehem of Judea. All those things prophesied at a certain time. God fulfilled perfectly. You have the written word and you have the living word that came down. The Bible says all things were made by him. Who's that him? That's Jesus. Jesus created everything. And without him, what about the church bus? Jesus didn't make that church bus. Look what it says. And without him was not anything made that was made. He gives us wisdom. You say, what about all the wicked things out there? God gives wisdom. Jesus didn't make that music, I'll tell you that. That's the devil's music there. The Bible says, without him was not anything made that was made. God gives skill and understanding to mankind. Listen, you need Jesus more in your life than anything. For every footstep you take, for every plan of event you make, you need Jesus. 
That is the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Listen, the devils tremble at the name of Jesus. They do. They tremble. There's authority in the name. The Bible says at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. To the glory of God the Father. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in that. And that's the word, the living word of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. There's power. I want to take our attention to the book of Joshua. Joshua chapter 7. There's some stories in the Bible. Why did God write, allow these things to be written in the word of God? Before they even took place. Before they were even uh, done in history, the Bible says they were already written. God, in his sovereignty, God in his power is able to do those things. And he chose certain stories. The Bible says even of Christ when he was here, of all the things that he did, if you were to try to contain them in the books, all the books of the world could not contain even the miracles that Christ did while he was here. They only listed certain things God allowed us to have. Why? For our examples today. And there are sometimes I read stories in the Bible and say, Lord, why did you put this in the Word for our example? Let's read in, in Joshua. Joshua chapter 6, they take a the city. It's their first victory. They take Jericho. God, with a mighty hand, uh, annihilates Jericho. The walls fall flat. They go in, and he says this to um, Joshua. He says, Joshua, everything that's in the city is mine. Now, what does God do with his stuff? He's not up there. The Joshua runs in, and they grab all the gold, and, and the Lord comes down and takes all the gold up to heaven with him. No, God doesn't do that. Uh, the, the money you got, uh, everybody, me too, we put in the offering plates. God doesn't come down and take them. Where does the money go? I spend it on a Lamborghini, right? I went on vacation. Brother Rob, I spent all the church's money on vacation. We had, instead of one pizza, we ordered 10 pizzas. No. no. Where does the money go? Hopefully towards the gospel. Every way possible for the edification of the church and for the gospel ministry. We do our best to push. Amen. We had a, I had a, a lady one time call me, and she, she was into some weird uh, heresy stuff about prophesying, and she says, I'm going to prophesy against you right now. She said, You've been, uh, you receive uh, money from the church, and you spend it on yourself. I said, well, that's a lie. I'd never... I've never received one paycheck from Gospel Lake Baptist Church. Amen? I don't get paid. I, I have a, a job. I work a job. Amen? I enjoy every second of serving God. Now, there may be a time when I become full-time pastor. I receive a, a basic paycheck from the church. But my, my goal is to uh, give all that I have and be spent for Christ. Amen? Amen. And I want nothing uh, less than that. When, when I leave this earth, I don't want to have one penny in the bank account. Amen? I don't want to have it. When Jesus returns, I don't want to have a big bank account. 
May every penny be spent to uh, get people saved, amen, and, and be spent for the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Joshua, they took um, Jericho, and God says, listen, g- give me all. Why? God doesn't do anything with that, does he? No, God can't, doesn't, doesn't need our money, doesn't need our gold. It's for the children of Israel. God always requires the first fruits from our life. If you can give God time in the morning to Bible reading, God will bless the rest of your day. I don't have time. That's why you don't have time. You need some peace in your life. You need to give some time to God. Instead of giving it the nonsense, somebody else. Give it to God first and let him bless you. You say, well, my job requires, well, give it to God and may God give you a new job. Well, the company I work for, listen, God will let you own that company if you put him first. God owns this world, and you belong to God. Pray and ask God, your heavenly Father, for the things that you need to serve him. God will give them to you by faith, nothing wavering. Let him ask of God. Ask God. Ask your heavenly Father. He'll give you the things. Now, sometimes they're wants versus needs. Even still, God gives us wants, amen? He gives us what we want versus what we need, amen? He gives us pizza and all that and provides the things for that, right? Uh, nicer clothes or a new car, whatever. He doesn't, you know, whatever, whatever we need, God, just pray. Bring it before the Lord. And so the children of Israel, they, they brought to God, they brought to God uh, the things, but there was one man, Achan. Achan, Achan, when he was fighting for God uh, in the city of Jericho, when he was fighting, let's, let's read uh, verse, uh, chapter 7, verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, uh, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of of Israel. Let's go down to verse 21. This is Achan. Achan answers Joshua um, in verse 20 and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. When I saw among the spoils a goodly Babylonian garment, Achan goes in there and he sees this Babylonian garment. He says, you know what? That is going to look good on my wife. I'm going to take that. So he wasn't following God's command. God says, everything in this city belongs to me. Everything. I require the first fruits from you. You know what that does? It helps us release from the things of this life. Give God the first fruits because after that is a wave of blessings from God, and those are better. And God has to prepare you in order uh, for you to receive God's blessing. God, God's blessings will often destroy the Christian. People want a, a spouse, and then their, ho- their marriage is wrecked quickly after. Why? Because they weren't prepared uh, for the battles ahead. Marriage is honorable to bed and file. Amen? Marriage is an honorable thing. Whosoever findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtaineth a, a favor of the Lord. But with that marriage comes a tax by the devil, right? And every step you take for the Lord, there's blessings involved, but there's also a tax from the devil. And we need to be prepared for what's ahead 
Uh, and how you get prepared is you fall in line with God's way. You do it God's way, and you're going to be safe. You do it God's way, and you will be blessed. Sometimes a, a person will come to me with a mess. I mean a mess of life, a bad mess. And sometimes I want to say, wow, there is no hope for you, but that's never true because I know with Jesus, there's always hope. There's never too much of a mess that God can't clean up. Now, the less mess, the better, right? But sometimes it is what it is. And I found out that you take that person with the worst mess of a life that you can think of. You're not going to say, okay, well, first of all, you got you to stop doing this. And second of all, you got to stop doing this. And third of all, you got to do this. And fourth of all, and fifth and sixth and twentieth and a hundredth and two thousandth. No, you can't do that. Nobody can do all that. The first thing I always tell people, number one, if they're not saved, first of all, you got to get saved. But the first thing, if they're saved, you got to turn your heart to the Lord. Keep your heart focused on him. The second you pick one thing in their life, the easiest thing, and get the Bible in that area. And once the word of God enters your life, it starts cleaning up. It's like that, what's the bald-headed guy, the cleaning? Mr. Clean. It's like the Mr. Clean magic eraser, amen? Once the Word of God gets in, it starts doing the scrubbing. Once the Word of God gets in a life, listen, it'll turn any home to a home worth living in, amen? It'll turn every house into a home. It'll turn a marriage, what was not salvageable before, it'll turn it into a, a loving marriage because God is love, amen? And that's what we need. We just need God. We need to put God first. Here you have Achan. Achan saw the Babylonian garment. He's like, man, my wife would love that. He was thinking about his wife. Uh, let's look in verse 21. The Babylonian garment, 200 shekels of silver. He said, you know what? My kids, they need, they need, they got school clothes they need to go buy. They, they, they got, uh, my son wants the PS5. My daughter, she needs her nails done and, and so on. And then the wedge of gold. You know what? That wedge of gold, I need that because I have bills. And I need that because uh, I need money in the bank account just in case the economy collapses. So Aiken was thinking all of these things using man's wisdom, right? And for the love of a family, trying to do better. That's what men do. I'm just speaking from myself, what I would do. And the Bible says... He sees them, he covets them, and then he takes them, and he hides them. Now, this is one, something I do not want to read in the Bible, but it, it's here. Uh, let's look in verse 23. The children of Israel, they take Achan and his family. Verse 24, and Joshua and all Israel... With him took Achan, the son of Zerah, and the silver, and the garment, and the wedge of gold, and his, and his sons, and his daughters, and his oxen, and his asses, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them in unto the valley of Acre. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us, 
the Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all Israel stoned him with stones and burned them with fire after they stoned him with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Acre unto this day. Wow. Do you know it's against the Bible for any... Uh, no one should pay the sins of anybody else, the Bible says in Deuteronomy. So it wasn't that uh, they, the, the kids were paying for the father's mistake because of judgment of God. God forbid it that. But what we see here is that the whole family suffered from this man's mistake. You say, well, that's terrible that they would stone them. And I mean, why would the Bible say that? Why would God allow such things? And I think today, and I see men and I see myself, making the same mistakes. Yeah. And does the family suffer? Yeah. Yeah. Do they get stoned? No. But they suffer in every other way. Uh, father's drinking. Family suffers? No. They, they, the father just goes and has a little time off for him. Yeah, the family suffers. The kids suffer. Uh, the wife suffers. And what God is trying to show us here, this was not of the judgment of God. They weren't supposed to allow anyone to uh, be judged for another man's sins. Uh, but what happened was Achan brought a curse on his whole entire home. And eventually that curse ran into, uh, I believe, 36 men had died when they went against Ai. And the sin was starting to affect others around them to the point where they said, we got to stop this thing right here. And... What God is trying to show us here is that men, women, your small sin, your disobedience to God's word, your heart turning away from God will affect a lot more than you. And it takes men and women of God to just simply say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God. The one who was there in the beginning will be there for you in the end. The one who always was and has many names, and Lord, I need your name right now. I need the God of help. I need the God of mercy. I need the God of love. I need the God of forgiveness. That all and all God, that's our Jesus, and he's there with you to the end. He shall never leave you or forsake you. And there's no room to get down and get in a slump when you got a God who loves and cares for you. There's no room, ladies, to get depressed when you have a God who uh, traveled that journey for you and left footsteps for you to walk in. But it takes a woman to get up and get moving for God and to turn her heart to the Lord. Uh, what happened here is Achan got into some sin. And who paid for it? Everybody. Not just him, but everybody. And Christian. When you get yourself into some stuff, know this, everybody pays for it. Uh, you say, well, no, I'm depressed or I'm, I'm in sin right now, but nobody knows about it. Yeah. You can read sin on a face. Sin wipes the smile off of a face. How much more does it destroy your spirit? Brings a darkness in there. 
The Bible says, let's go back to 1 John and we'll close. I mean, the book of John and we'll close. John, the Bible says in verse 4, in him, in Jesus, was life. And that life, the life, was the light of men. You don't know life until you live for Jesus. Amen. There's no greater life. Say, that mean I have to uh, live in church and just read my Bible all day? What are you talking about? I don't do that. Wow. He helps me in everything I do. He's life. You don't know life if you're not living for Jesus. You're living in darkness. And the reason you can't understand it is because darkness doesn't comprehend light. The darkness comprehends it not, the Bible says. Verse 5. The light shines but the darkness comprehends it. You say, get that away from me. You don't know what I'm going through. The darkness comprehends it not. You don't know what I struggle with. This is just who I am. The darkness comprehends it not. We're not trying to force on you a way or religion. No, it's Jesus. Let him speak for your, himself in your heart and show you the life that's worth living. There's no reason to be down in, in no hope or despair or discouragement or depression. You got Jesus. You can get up and get going for him. When you find life, it's over. Now you live. Do right and live, the Bible says. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He's not that light, the Bible says. There's only one light. You might have somebody in your life. I'm the pastor, but I'm not the light. I'm only going to point you to the light. That's all my job is. Pastor, I'm going through problems. Well, let's see what the Bible says. Pastor, can you pray for me? I sure will. I'm not praying to myself. All most mighty pastor filled. No. Lord Jesus, help this person. Pastor, I need help with this. Well, the Bible says this. Let's go to prayer. Pointing to the light. Let the, get the darkness out of your light. Open your eyes. Find your way again. Let God give you a sense of vision and hope so you can run and leave these, the things of this world behind. The Bible says, and we'll close. John bare witness of him, verse 15, and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. John was born first. Christ was born after, but he's saying that he was always before. And of his fullness have all we received, and grace for grace. Jesus will even give you grace to get his grace. That's how good he is. Everything you need and more is supplied. We just need Jesus. For the law was given by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Listen, Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 
Let his name be spoken in your heart. Let his name be spoken through the way you live, through the things you do, to the music you listen to. Let everything proclaim Jesus. This is what Jesus, remember that old saying, WWJD, what would Jesus do? How would Jesus live? Are we trying to be some wacko weirdo? No, he's no wacko weirdo. He's God. He's life. And when, you, when your eyes are opened and see what life really is all about, you're going to want more of him in your life so that you may have a better life. There's no life living without Jesus. Live for him today. Let's pray. Father in heaven, Lord, uh, we come to you, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And Lord, uh, the Holy Spirit of God points to you. The Father says, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Lord, we all look to you, the Alpha and Omega, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father. Lord, you told us to pray in your name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Lord, there's times when our sin gets a hold of us, but there's power in the name of Jesus. Lord, there's times where uh, the devils are attacking our life, but there's power in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that we would live uh, your name out in our heart. Lord, I pray that we'll live out your name out in our life, our testimony, the way we live, the way we walk. May we start walking uh, the footprints in the sand. Lord, as the poem, when you were carrying us, Lord, may we walk in those perfect footprints, those perfect steps. Lord, I pray that the name of Jesus will be magnified in our lives. And may we point the way never to ourself, but always to the Lord Jesus Christ. May all that we say and do be honoring to the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, it's in your name I ask these things, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. And if God spoke to your heart, you come on now and ask Jesus. Jesus, help me to live for you. Help my life to be a life that resembles Christ in me. The word Christian means to be Christ-like, like Christ. For you to be Christ-like, you're going to have to know who Christ is. He's God. He's the end. He's the beginning. He's everything. Let him be everything in your life. That's my goal that Christ may be all in my life. May I be spent for Christ as he was spent for me. He spared no drop of blood for you, but spilt it all on the cross of Calvary that every sin, past, present, and future, would be gone. He'll give you grace, even to get grace. His love is always there and to him that cometh to God, when you go to Christ, he will in no wise cast out. He'll never turn you down. Like the heavenly father that waited for his son that had left, with open arms he received him. He said, Pastor, I lost my salvation. You can't lose salvation. What kind of salvation is that? Christ saves a soul, you're saved. You have eternal life. And this life is hid in Jesus Christ. All that you need, you come to the cross. 
Jesus said, it is finished. It is finished. Loud he cried. It is finished. Then he died. It is finished. Meaning you have nothing to worry about or do. But now you get to enjoy the life that he has for you. That's our Jesus. If you're here today and you're not saved, you don't have Jesus on the inside. You know about him, but you don't have Jesus in your heart. Would you come down? Say, Pastor, I want to get saved. I know about him, but I don't know him. Maybe you're here today and you're not saved. Come down. We'll take the Bible and show you how, by God's word, you can have eternal life. of all miracles is when my Jesus saved me yes I know what Jesus did for me let's pray Father thank you Lord uh, for saving our souls making us whole thank you for putting a calling Lord on all of our lives and a hope that you're going to use us greatly and you already are Lord and people uh, coming to you and, and realizing they, they have a life that's worth living. That the world has nothing to offer. The devil wants to destroy them. And, Lord, you've opened the eyes of your people. And you want us to now realize, Lord, that you want us to live for you. I pray that we'll do that. Lord, may our lives resemble a life that is called a Christian, to be Christ-like. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us all. Give us grace to do that. Give us grace to know your grace. And help us to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for the families here. Thank you for the men, the women. Thank you for the kids. Lord, I pray that you bless our week. May we put you first. Lord, you told us to give you the first fruits. Here we are on the first day of the week, Lord, the Lord's day. And, Lord, we give it to you. I pray you bless the week following in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Remember, we have Wednesday night service. If you can make it out, come out Wednesday night at 7, our prayer meeting service. And I believe we're having cheesesteak Wednesday, uh, which were cheesesteak Wednesday. So come on out, enjoy the cheesesteaks, uh, our fellowship. Amen. All right. God bless you.